0: Welcome to episode nine of the Journey of Grace podcast. So thankful that you're joining us. It's been a while since we did a podcast, but I want to do a couple of things if I could today. One is talk about our, a theme for this podcast called Gratitude, and then also give you an update, sort of some things with me. And then uh, if I can say this to you, that we together can look ahead to the next few weeks in our own lives together, okay? That sound like a deal? So if you enjoyed this podcast, please let us know at uh, podcast at CAG.org, and we encourage you to pass it on to other people too as well. My prayer always, and we just prayed that a prayer with the team here a moment ago, that God would just use this to encourage someone's life. I don't know all the details of what you're going through. I know a lot of people's lives right now. My list of prayer points goes longer and longer all the time. I was talking to one of our great uh, saints of God this morning, and she said she's believing God for some miracles in her life. And so I wanted to say this to you. Part of our reaction to this journey of grace is to say, God, I'm so glad that we're never alone on this journey, that you not only go with us, but you go before us. And so my prayer is that somebody be encouraged, someone be challenged, someone who is maybe on the edge of saying, oh, man, it's not worth it, to understand it's so worth it. So the journey of grace and to this this episode nine is... Gratitude in the Old Testament book of uh, Daniel, chapter ten. You know the passage of Scripture, but it's so so good. And uh, there's an angel after three weeks of prayer. Uh, an angel comes to to Daniel and says, "Listen, Daniel, don't be afraid." This is verse number twelve. Since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before God, important point, your request has been heard in heaven and I, haven't, I have come in answer to your prayer. But for 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. So it's interesting that the uh, angel comes after three weeks of prayer and really asking God for grace. Remember, Daniel's under major amount of pressure, uh, not only because he is a leader in that nation, but it's not his nation. And he's in exile, and he's living in a land that doesn't belong to him. And A lot of people don't like him. In fact, you know they tried to kill him on a couple of different occasions that we know about. There was actually assassination attempts on his life in a real sense. But notice that the angel says, listen, as soon as you started praying, and then also as, as soon as you humbled yourself. So I want to talk today about gratitude and humbling ourselves before God. It really is a statement of saying, God, I want so much to understand how worthy you are of my thanks and my gratitude and my praise that it's not just uh, somehow regulated to a one-day-a-year Thanksgiving celebration. In a few days, or maybe today you're watching this, it's Thanksgiving Day, and you're saying, oh, thank God for this. But somehow we have made it a one-day event instead of saying, no, this is a life of who we are, what God wants us to do. Jonathan Edwards, who was a great revivalist of years past, said this. He said, a call to a deeper form of thanksgiving or thankfulness what really called gracious gratitude. It gives thanks not for good you receive, not for things that God has done, but for who God is, for his character, for his goodness, for his love, for his power. Regardless of what you receive from him, Edward says, it's evidence that the Holy Spirit is working in your life if you have gracious gratitude bonhoeffer said it's only with gratitude that a person becomes rich tony evans says giving thanks in everything shows the heart of the father that god is bigger than our difficulties and that he can use them if you approach him with the right heart and spirit it goes back to daniel chapter 11 when he humbled himself and prayed and so i want to just ask you on this journey of grace today especially especially this time of year you know we're going to thanksgiving we're going to celebrate Uh, the birth of Jesus around the world in really cool ways, hopefully where you're at, either here locally or around the world. I'm just asking God that you and I would not be guilty of the sin of ingratitude. It's so easy for us to get sort of taken by something that's happening in our world, in our life. And all of us have that, right? Big things, small things, in between things, just distractions that we don't humble ourselves to God just the opposite. We sort of blame God for everything that's happening. I like so much that God in his grace wants you to understand that we are, are to thank God in everything, but also appreciate uh, what God wants us to understand with gratitude. So someone has said that gratitude is pure. It's the appropriate response to the saving grace of a keeping God. It's the opposite of ingratitude. And uh, ingratitude can be so dangerous in our life if we're ingrateful, ungrateful to God. Uh, it's a struggle in our life, and I just think that God in His grace wants us to change that. So I want to talk about a couple of things. We said this on this past week, that gratitude is a choice. And so whether you are here in the United States, whether you will see this sometime in the future, whether you're with your family in, in a work environment, or whether you're a global worker uh, around the world, I just want to just challenge you just to pause, not just on a holiday that has been called and sometimes forgotten, but can I just ask you to, to live a life of gratitude to God, not for what he does for you, but for who he is. I'm blown away and ministered by so many people who constantly remind me of how great God is in the midst of all things. So I wanted to start out this way if I can. If I were to make a list of the things that I'm grateful to God for, I would start this way. I just thank God for his grace. I would thank God for the grace over uh, our lives, over my life, over your life, that he would see something in us and that he would redeem us before we deserve to be redeemed because none of us deserve it, right? Before we were born. I would thank God for grace. And then I would thank God for his faithfulness. That doesn't change even when our circumstances change, even when diagnoses change, I would thank God for his faithfulness. And then I would thank God that he allows us to be part of his plan. So as a pastor, as a missionary, as a global worker, as a leader, or can I say this to you since we're all ministers of the gospel? In fact, Paul said that God has given us the privilege to become ambassadors of this great gospel. All of us, whether We are in full-time ministry. You are in full-time ministry. I just feel like sometimes we need to say, God, thank you so much that you can use us. And one of the ways that God can use us is just gratitude. So I'm going to talk about a couple of things that happened to me recently that hopefully can illustrate that. So I just make it a habit. I'm not always perfect at this. And um, I'm really trying my very best to understand that when I received the diagnosis back in March, it sort of changed perspective for me, right? And uh, I'm, I'm grateful for grace. I'm grateful for God's faithfulness. I'm grateful that God uses us. But I'm also grateful that so many people have been led by God to, to be prompted to pray for me and encourage me. But I think that also goes in your, in your sphere, right, in your realm, that God said, how many people... Can you minister to just by being grateful to God and thankful to God? So I go in umpteen a numbers of doctor's appointments lately. I've had more doctor's appointments in this year of my life than all of my life combined. Truly, easily, easily, maybe multiple times more. And so I try to walk in right away first thing, unknowing what's going to happen with either treatment or Uh, A report from a doctor, and I try to make sure I engage anyone who I possibly can, and just encourage them. So there's there's one uh, young gal. She has two kids. She's probably in her late twenties, maybe. She's a single mom, uh, and she's there at where I have immunotherapy once a month. And I always say hi to her. I always try to encourage her, and then I always ask if I can pray with her. And she knows I'm there. She's been with this whole process, with the chemo, and, and now with immunotherapy. and She's just a, a gal that probably uh, a lot of people might pass over and say, Well, you're just doing your thing. And I just think somehow God wants us to understand our thing for God is to make sure that not only are we grateful to Him and show Him gracious gratitude, like Jonathan Edwards said, but also that we pass on that gracious gratitude. So I tell her this. I said, you're so kind to me when you take my vitals. When you when you are there, when you're taking me into a treatment room, you're so kind to me. I just, and I mean that honestly, because she really is. And uh, she said to me last time I was there a couple weeks ago, she said, you know, no one thanks me for that. And I just thought to myself, you know what? I don't want to be ungrateful for people who are taking care of me, not only at critical times, but also at other times. So when I'm at the checkout counter, I'll engage people and I say, listen, thanks for working so hard. Uh, and you say, man, you know they're getting paid to do that. Well, so are you. And so am I. We're getting paid God's blessings to be grateful to other people and let that gratitude overflow. Paul says that our thankfulness should overflow. Well, how's it overflowing To other people that can see us? I have a lot to thank God for, so do you. But I've a lot to thank God for when things aren't good, too as well. So even when, you know, you know my journey here a little bit, going through the chemo, there's several, uh, seven treatments of chemo, and then the surgery, major surgery, and now immunotherapy, and then sort of the unknown. You just have to thank God and say, God, I thank God that you're who you are. I thank God that I can have overflowing, gracious gratitude. Now, some of you are in some really tough spots physically. Some of you are looking and dreading holidays coming up and having to spend time either alone or with family that you don't care for, or friends you don't care for. Can I say this to you? As a follower of Jesus, that gracious gratitude reminds us that you're not thanking God for what he has done or hasn't done, but you're thanking God for who he is, his character, his nature, his love, his grace, his mercy. So I want you just like to, to readjust a little bit in um, your process. So this past week I had a uh, A major scan pretty major scan that was the first major scan since the surgery about a month and a half ago i had a blood test it's a pretty uh detailed blood test that it traces uh i'm learning so much about medicine this year Uh, it traces if there's any dna anywhere in my blood as a result of the tumor that was in my body so when they took out the tumor and some other stuff around the tumor they want to make sure that that DNA did not go somewhere else because the concern is, if it goes through the lymph nodes or the bloodstream, it will go to somewhere else in the body, and be a lot worse than than this was. So that blood test is such a detailed test; it takes like five weeks to get back. You usually I get a blood test back, seriously, in a day's time. It takes like five weeks because it's very detailed. And so uh, my oncologist called. My wife and I were home a couple weeks ago, and. He said, I have really good news for you. That test came back negative, which means there was no markers for any detectable cancer in my blood. So that was great, great news. Thank God for that. They don't say I don't have any cancer in the blood. They say there's no detectable. But had it been positive, that would have been a a sign that uh, at this point, not only looking for it to go somewhere else, but they're concerned they would go somewhere else. And that'd be a whole different level of treatment. So that blood test was huge. But then we had... From a wonderful oncologist at Johns Hopkins that I told you about, set up a scan for me. He's a follower of Jesus. He's a brother in Christ, and uh, he set up a scan. He said, "You need to have this scan," and they call it a scan with contrast. And it's really amazing. Even that word, uh, that word sort of hit me. I've done it a couple times now over the last several years, several months. I've been in multiple CAT scan machines, and you know, some that are really enclosed that. Are not claustrophobic, pretty close, and others are a little open. But this one, what they do is they uh, they put a dye into you, and it's called with contrast. And they they have an IV, they shoot it into you, and it 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 flows through your all your body. In fact, there's a treatment in there that actually you feel this warmth, which is really weird, through every organ in your body for like 50 seconds. It's really sort of a weird sensation. But what it's doing is it's trying to highlight all the organs and in your body. Uh, that could be an issue that this cancer could have spread to. So already I had a report, a good report two weeks ago that there was no detectable cancer in my blood, but now can they see, is there a tumor somewhere else that's not in the blood? So it's super important. So I'm in this CAT scan, and uh, this CAT scan was a little bit more open, uh, and I said, listen, listen, can I just put my hands outside of this? Can I not... You know, have it up like this, but more like this. They said, absolutely, just go ahead and do that. Just, in fact, put your hands up on the CAT scan machine, and as we move it back and forth, you know, as you're on a table, you're moving back and forth underneath that. Um, it won't hurt your, my shoulders are sometimes a little uh, in pain because just a lot of things, but they said, just put it out there. And I thought, here I'm in this position, laying on my back, and I have my hands raised on this table, have my hands on this machine, and I thought to myself, Okay God you're reminding me that I should thank God in advance of this scan. Cuz the Bible says to thank God in everything. And so at that moment I begin to say to God, God forgive me for not being thankful in advance whatever the scan's going to show, whatever it's not going to show. You are still God. So my hands are on this machine, and the table is going back and forth, and my hands are like going this and this way. But it was so interesting. I wish I had a picture for you, but my hands are raised on this table as if I'm praising God. And then God said, why don't you praise me? And so what I preached to others, God was preaching to me, and it was such a cool moment. I, I wish I had it just recorded. I haven't recorded my memory, but I wish I could have seen it by uh, a photo. It was just a strange look in many ways, but a great look, and uh, more than that, it—it just—I started for the minutes I was in the cat scan. I was just saying, "Thank you, God, that no matter what happens here, you're still God. Thank you that you have given me great, great grace over my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you've been so faithful. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, that if you do nothing else for me, you've done so much." I am thank you in advance for what your, the results of this scan are going to be, and I thank God I'm not fearful of it, but I just want to make sure that I'm not ungrateful or that my gratitude, Lord, and I'm talking like this to him uh, with my hands on this CAT scan machine going back and forth. Uh, I was just saying, God, don't let me be ungrateful for the fact that you have been so good, and no matter what happens with this scan, you are worthy of my praise. And I'm saying this out loud, you know, they leave the room, there's no one else in the room, and I'm saying this out loud to the Lord, and just, uh, just really had a moment with God. And at that point, you know, you're done with the scan, and you leave, and you say, God, all right, you're in charge of that. And I just feel like it's really important that we understand that we have a lot to thank God for, even when things don't seem to be that great. There was a guy named Matthew Henry. I'll come back to the rest of that story here in a second. But uh, Matthew Henry, uh, who is a a Bible teacher and theologian from years ago and by, said this. He said, uh, first of all, if your house is burglarized, if someone robs your house, uh, whether your car is broken into or your home is broken into, he said, uh, that may be an unsettling thing, but he says this. He says, let's be thankful first because... I was never robbed before. This is He lived like 100 years ago, but it's so good. Second, because although they took my purse, they did not take my life. Let's be thankful that third, although they took all my all, it was not that much. And fourth, because I, it was I who was robbed, not I who robbed. And so he's like giving perspective, he said, you know, be thankful that it was the first time you robbed, but thankful that they didn't kill you, thankful that even they did, took some things or all the things, they didn't take everything. And then thankful that you were not robbing someone else, but that you were robbed. And I thought to myself, that's sort of a weird thing to do, right? That's sort of a strange thing to do. And and I just felt like God was saying to me, but that's the kind of ha- attitude and heart that you need to have in so many different things. And that's why uh, there It's such a great understanding of God's grace. And uh, in in a lot of things that we do, I think that uh, that song, Gratitude, that we sing, you know, uh, all my words fall short. I've got nothing new. How could I express all my gratitude? I could sing these songs as I often do, but every song must end and you never do. Great words. We love that song that we sing in church, and hopefully you're singing it too as well. And uh, you know, we just basically it's saying, don't just sing the words, and don't just say the words, and don't just mouth praise to God. There's, there's something that the Bible talks about giving a sacrifice of praise to God, and thanking God in advance. And in a real sense, that's what he was teaching me, and has been teaching me for the last many, many months, just to thank God in advance, no matter what takes place, because God is unchangeable. That line, these songs must end, but you never do. God's not changing. He's faithful. He's been faithful before I knew him. He'll be faithful all the days of my life. He'll be faithful throughout eternity. And he'll take me and take care of me and take care of all those things I've entrusted to him. Paul said that, right? I know I'm convinced that he's able to guard all the things I've entrusted to him against that day. So what have I entrusted to God? My life, my soul, my wife, my kids, my grandkids, the ministry here at the church, the ministries that we're doing around the world, I'm entrusting all that to him. He's a big God and he can take care of that. And then uh, it reminded me in that CAT scan of that song so much where it says, so I throw up my hands and I praise you again and again. In that situation, that setup, I had my hands raised for a lot of reasons, but I just thought, oh God, would you please never let me forget that not only are you are good to me, but you are God to me. And I feel like you and I become ungrateful when we forget that on the best day of my life and the best day of your life, he's worthy of praise and thanks. And that gracious gratitude that Edwards talked about, needs to overflow. And the hardest day, when things don't make sense, he's still worthy of gratitude and thanks. And so there uh, in that CAT scan, I just made determination in a fresh way, and I've done it many times over the last many days and months, and I made a determination to be thankful. And I, I just want to stop here for a second and say, I thank God for you. I thank God for your faithfulness. So many have prayed so many people have believed. So many people have sent notes of encouragement and praise to God. And I, I just want to make sure I'm not ungrateful for what God has given to me through you and through others who will see this. Some of you have prayed in the middle of the night. Others have texted me and say, I pray for you all the time. And I, I want to just say a huge grat- gratitude to God for you, that God has prompted your heart to minister to my heart. I want to say thank you so thanks for praying don't stop praying please I just want to make sure you pray about a lot of things for us but can I say this to you doesn't it seem like the natural progression that we give praise to God that God then prompts other people in our lives to minister to us so that we the people who are praying but also the people receiving pray prayer can return thanks to God do you see the cycle of praise God's there before any of us. God's there with us at any moment. God prompts other people then to pray and to give thanks to God that he's going to take care of my life or your life. And then that person who receives those prayers and those thanksgiving of God has the ability to lay down in a cat scan with his hands raised up and say, God, I'm so grateful that so many people have been praying and believing. I have... uh, you know, no words to thank God enough for his grace to me and no words to thank God enough for your faithfulness praying. But I feel that like God in his grace has just used this as a time for all of us maybe just to get focused on what's really important. And so thank you. Thank you for praying. Thank you for letting God use you in ways that were unexpected, in ways that hearing the Holy Spirit prompted certain times I'll never know until heaven how many prayers went up, but I think in heaven I will know. You know The Bible talks about how the prayers of the saints are recorded and kept in heaven, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that, but I know it's, it's in the thousands of prayer, prayers that people have prayed. I don't deserve that, but I'm grateful to God that God would use your life to minister to my life that way. So, in Jesus' name, I just want to give you thanks and pray that God would reward you for your faithfulness. Okay, back to this story now. So so I'm here in the CAT scan. I leave the CAT scan. I'm going to have a, a meeting a couple days later at Johns Hopkins with my uh, Johns Hopkins oncologist, this father of Jesus I talked about in a previous podcast. And so we go in there and had not got the results of the scan yet. So he's a really nice guy. And so. I'm trying to minister to him too, right? So we sit down there, and I just want to find out about his family. And he's a wonderful man. And so we talk about his family, talk about some needs. He asked me to pray for certain—I asked him if I could pray for certain things. He said yes. And so for the first, like, 25 minutes, we're just talking about sort of what goes in his life and how he's involved in this really cool research that's going to help a lot of people. And it was really cool. And so my stuff is not even—you know, he's sitting there with me and— instead of like, I'm sort of waiting a little bit for the scan. I said, but this is like more important. And he starts going for the scan. He said, man, your lungs look great, which is really good news. And, and then he says, you know, he said that, man, the arteries in your heart are so clear. I don't, I haven't seen a person with that kind of clear arteries for a long, long time. And I said, well, that's cool. And then we talk a little bit more. I said, can I just ask, how is the scan? So it was sort of interesting, right? Because we were just talking and, uh, it was just it was just a natural like a conversation oh he said this scan looks good he said I there's no detectable cancer so I was like saying thank God that's why I said I said thank God I said can I say that I don't have cancer he said no no he said we the phrase we use is no detectable cancer so here's what I—so I, I said thank the Lord for that it's fantastic and um, so he said like your, your blood work came back with no detectable cancer okay, for that long blood test. He said, this scan has come back with no detectable cancer. And so I, say, I said to him, I said, well, I'm just praying that there's always no detectable cancer in me the rest of my life. And I was just so thankful and so grateful for his grace and for God's power. So I called my wife on the way home and thank God, I called my kids, and I thank God for that. But I just want to say, what God taught me in the CAT scan that day was to say, no matter the outcome of that scam, he's still God. And he still, has, he still has me, and he still has you. So this is why that last couple words of that song says, and I know it's not much. I've got nothing else fit for a king except for a heart. Remember Daniel? When he prayed and he humbled himself, a heart singing hallelujah praise be to God. Hallelujah. You have all my praise. And then he says, I've got one response. I've got one, just one, one move with my arms stretched wide, either in a CAT scan machine or in your own life. I will worship you and I'll throw up my hands and praise you again and again because all that I have is a Hallelujah. And I know it's not much, it's, I've got nothing else fit for a king. Can I say this to you? That last line is such a scriptural good line when he says that I've got nothing else fit for a king and it's really true because, what do I have fit for a king? Nothing except praise. In fact, the word of God says, we were created to worship. We were created to give him pleasure, to honor him. So I just felt like that today, I want to talk to you before Thanksgiving, before the holidays when we celebrate Christmas, just to celebrate the grace of God and the gratitude, not based on what he has done, but based on who he is. I planned on this day to do this podcast, no matter what the outcome of the scam is going to be. I wanted you to know, but also I wanted you to say, God is still great and he's still worthy of praise. So I'll have another scan in three months. I'll have another blood work in three months that's pretty intense. And so don't stop praying. I'll let you know what's happening with that. But it just felt like God is like using sort of this situation to remind all of us that we thank God in advance, even we haven't seen the miracle yet. We keep thanking God, not based on the circumstance, but based on the choice we made to honor God with our life. And also... We give overflowing gracious gratitude, like Paul said we should have. So at all times, we say, I know it's not much. I've got nothing else fit for a king except for a heart saying, Hallelujah. Praise be to my God. So I want to pray for you. Lord, in Jesus' name, I bless every person on this podcast. So as we'll see that now, maybe in the days to come, They'll find it on a YouTube channel or on Spotify in the future, and it might minister to their heart. I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name, that your Spirit would minister to them right now and let them understand that in whatever circumstance they are in, gratitude towards God is a natural outflow of a relationship with God that is eternal. Because one day, Lord God, we'll stand before you in heaven, probably kneel before or lay down and prostrate before, And we'll say, hallelujah, God. What a God. What a Savior. What a King. What a God who loves us, who's called us. So for people, Lord God, dreading the holiday seasons coming up for a lot of reasons, would you, Lord God, give them a heart of overflowing thanksgiving, of gratitude to you? Lord, I don't have much. They don't have much. But I have one thing. I can praise God. Would you allow them, Lord God, in the midst of either being alone or being hurt or being felt like they're in despair, to turn that and focus their attention on the God who is faithful. And thank God in advance, like that moment, Lord, in the CAT scan, you brought me to realization to thank you in advance. I pray, God, for your grace to let them thank you in advance for the answer that's on the way. Daniel prayed for three weeks, and then the answer came. Some of them have been praying for three years. But God, let the praise not stop. Let the praise continue and the worship and the gratitude, saying, God, I know it's not much except for this heart singing hallelujah. I bless them. I bless them for their faithfulness praying for me. And I pray, Lord, God, encourage them to continue to pray. But I pray, God, your grace and your power in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you guys so very much for. just being who you are. Thanks for joining us in this podcast. I hope you'll share it. I hope someone uh, that you share it with will be blessed, like you guys have blessed me in so many ways. If you really like it, let us know, podcast at cag.org. If you like it, share it with other people. If you let us know that we want to continue this, we'll continue this. I uh, plan on doing one more at Christmas time, possibly, but if you could just let me know. If not, we're good. It's fantastic, but love you guys very very much and can i say this to you thanksgiving that you're going to celebrate here and the holidays with christmas all are because of god's gracious gift to us so let gratitude overflow to others but most of all let it overflow to our king god bless you guys we love you